Eye of the Tiger, Path Girl. Do you have the Eye of the Tiger? I'm I'm trying to find it. It's just it's hard. Sometimes it's just the bladder. Oh, I the what the bladder of the tiger? Bladder of the tiger. It's the bladder of the tiger. It's the urge to pee. I've got prostate issues that I'm dealing with. (laughs) (laughs) And that last dribble won't come out. It just keeps coming. (laughs) The show you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. That means you don't have to listen to it. But if you're curious... Here we go. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? The Birdie Podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? The Birdie Podcast. Come and join our kinky world of play. The Birdie Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Eye of the Bladder Perverted Podcast, the show where we talk about the adventures of kinky sex and the human mind. Recording on Zencaster on this wet whip out Wednesday, I'm Path Girl. I am Count Boogie. It's wet where you are? Yes, it's been raining all day, um, but that's kind of helping with all the uh, smog that's going around on the East Coast. So it's, you know, kind of keeping everything to the ground so it doesn't look really bad. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Smog is so wonderful. Yeah. Do you remember, like, back in the 70s, they used to have smog alerts, like stage smog yes. alerts? And then they did all this where I'm like, because I always wonder, like, God, why I can't hold my breath for more than, like, 11 seconds? Like, I would die on any ship. Yeah. Path Girl, I am so excited about this show. I cannot tell you the level of excitement. Some people may hate me at the end of this show. That is always a fact. But some people may love you more. Oh, really? They may love you more. (gasps) Just by proxy. When they hate me, you know, it makes you look better. I'll take it. (laughs) Good. Thank you. So tell me, <laughs> yes. when the Donis Salami entered you <laughs> since we last talked? Yes. You know, like I picture that 2001 space docking. Oh, God. Penadrado. Fuck, 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 fuck. Damn you, Boogie. Now the next time I fuck, it's going to come in my head. Jesus Christ. It's going to be great. You're going to like do missionary. You got to do it missionary to where you're going, oh, baby, come take me, come take me. And then he's like getting on top of you and he's looking all like serious and shit. And you just go, fuck me. And then fucking take your heels and hook around his fucking naked ass and just yank him into you and go, yeah, 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 yeah. See how that works. And then let's talk about it on the next show. I did see a video right before we got on. There's a girl who uh, the band disturbed the the singer, David Draymond. He's got a very, you know, distinct, you know, he goes, yeah, yeah. She went next. Right. The guy. Yeah. The guy. Um, and yeah, the last time she had sex with her boyfriend as he was entering, she went, and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So now I'm going to be thinking of 2001 A Space Odyssey as next time Donna's flex. That's what makes it fun. Yes. 
Yeah. That's so so it was good. You had some good dicking? Yes, I had some very good dicking. Um last weekend. Uh actually it was one of those how the fuck have you not come yet nights? Because I probably got and I'm I hate the brag, but I probably got like twenty some odd orgasms over like an hour or so period. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, there it, it's it gets and, to the point where I, I start hitting like double digits, and I'm like I'm like ready to I was almost ready to tap, going, dude, I can't, I can't. <laughs> oh, I so he wasn't nutting, huh? So so he wasn't coming. No, 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 not at all, not at all. It's good. And, and gr- granted, there are times with him that like we'll go have sex for like three four minutes, and he's like just bam, he's done. Right, and I'm like okay. But as a numbers game, oh, yeah, I'm way fucking ahead because there's plenty more nights where it's just like I'll get like six, seven, eight, and then it'll be like, okay, then he'll come or I'll get like a night like last Saturday night where it was like I was up in the 20s and I was just like, I finally just been said to him, how the fuck have you not come yet? Jesus Christ. That's the be- I'm telling you, Path Girl, I've talked about this endlessly on the show. It's like flying. It's just that control because a guy you know like women are always like come 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 and guys are always like don't come don't come come on don't come go don't come (laughs) but when you get into that zone to where your dick is like hey bro i don't need to come i'm just having a good time Uh fuck as hard as you want smack her around let's have a fucking fiesta it's it's like it's the most alive that you can possibly feel mm-hmm. as a man because you have control of yourself. You have control of your partner. Maybe not a man, dominant, whatever. Mm. Um, but it just, oh, it's the best. It's <laughs> strive. It's the thing to strive for every time. Because then it's like, uh, hang on, I got to curb my, a, a couple walked by with their baby in a stroller. <laughs> and I'm screaming and my windows are open about fucking. <laughs> they got to learn sometimes. Oh. <laughs> right, right. So it's what was I saying? <laughs> I got very You're talking about dis- how like you start fucking and it's like flying, where it's just like you get in that zone. <laughs> oh yeah, it's awesome. Whatever, it's it's awesome. I'm glad you had some good fucking. That is yes. the gre- the best to strive for. Yes, and uh, so she has lots because you just feel like a god afterwards. Yeah, and, you, and you're most just of the time laying there a total like- puddle. I, I exactly. And like when I finally come to, it's like, you know, you're fucking amazing. He goes, well, yeah, it was, that, was, that was fun for me, too. And I'm like, no, you, you did all the work here. I'm just the puddle on the bed, literally. It's <laughs> ah, so great when they get that little feeling of insecurity and they're like, but you didn't come. And I'm like, I don't need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, daddy, daddy is fine. Shut the fuck up and be a puddle. And they're well, like, I, OK, well, I mean, it's. Like, there's times, like, usually when I get to that point where I'm like, why the fuck haven't you come yet? It's basically like, okay, he'll work a little harder, and I kind of grunt and bear it, and then it's like, okay, then he comes, but it's just like, <laughs> but that's, like I said, that's grunt after, and like, bear it. Boy, didn't you just sexy up that fuck right there. <laughs> but I'm talking about after, like, t- 12, 15 <laughs> orgasm, it's like, okay, I give, I give, I yield. <laughs> yield. I can't take it, I'm on, Captain. <laughs> Put down my shield and sword. You have won the battle. Please, for the love of God, jizz in my sniz. Please. Just get some coconut milk and fucking splash it down there. Good, good. 
That's it, right? It smells sweet. Bees will be attracted to us both. You're oh, done, right? What? <laughs> Coconut milk attracts bees. Uh, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, everything attracts bees. I'm in storage, and I can't spray air freshener because there's literally like a quarter mile away, there's a beehive, and it's been uh-huh. there for years. It's a colony. It's been there for years. Uh-huh. I can't spray anything. Otherwise, bees will just start coming every day. They Every day, they have f- the smell on a fucking drone or whatever that bee is that goes and fucking cruises around looking for shit. Uh-huh. Dude, it's insane. I bought flavored coffee this morning because it was on sale. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. Buck 25 for a pound of, like, some fucking chocolatey fucking, nice. you know, whatever. This is going to be great. And I thought to myself. It's going to attract bees. Sure enough, this afternoon, my door to the storage is closed. There's maybe like little teeny holes for screws or something. And a bee got inside and is fucking buzzing around. I'm like, you came in? It's coffee, you fucking dick. And I had to fucking open the door and fucking shush it out. And I wish chicks were like that about my dick. Yeah, it'd be nice that they come buzzing around. Be nice. Hey. Just fucking be all like, hey, can I get in here? Can I get in here? Can I get in here? Which is funny because that's kind of the fat life topic that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. Yes. About how to get in that door. Yes. But that I, door I that we want to get in. I understand you have shenanigans too. I have not talked to you about since the last time you went to that play party. Well, I didn't want to talk about it until the show because I was a love god at the, <gasps> the last play party that really? I went to. I can't, I didn't fuck, it's a spanking party. But um, but I was pretty much a love god. And let me tell you something. An, a bad etiquette love god. Uh-oh. Yeah. What'd you do? Because, you know, I have a lot of anxiety and I'm crazy right. and I'm very excited and I'm trying not to fuck up and I haven't been to parties in a long time. And you kind of forget some of those social etiquettes because you get excited. Uh-huh. And I'm there, and I went in my zone, and I'm, like, fucking talking to people, and I'm like, hey, you want to do something? Fire, you know, the, the boogie thing, you know? Right. My shark. And everything was cool. I didn't do anything horrible, but what I did do at the end, and I'll talk about all the stuff I did in a second, but what I did do, and I actually, like, once I became aware of it, I became hideously humiliated embarrassed i'm never going back to this party again i fucking fucked up you know i beat myself up i was a room hog and i was loud in this guy's house because i did a tickle scene and a scene and i was loud and it was laughing and obnoxious and this guy has neighbors Uh and i kind of hogged the bedroom even though i played with a couple different people it's still there's 20 people at the party I was in the room for probably like an hour and a half. Oh. And in a, in a small party, that was kind of dickish. And uh. nobody, would, you know, the guy came in eventually and said, okay, get out. I'm going to use the room. Great. We got we jumped up, fucking got everything. But that's something I should have thought of before playing with two different people in a row in the same room. Because okay. there's only one like little extra. Everyone else was playing on the couch mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But if you want a room. And so I was holding court in the room, and that's a douchey thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I got very embarrassed. But before I realized that I was a douche, I was kind of awesome. 
Did somebody say something to you about spending so long time? No, I said it. I'm super hyper aware. And I have no problem apologizing. I've said that on the show multiple times. When I, like, in the moment, I'll be defensive, like, well, fuck you. But if I think about it, I'll be like, they're right. I have to go apologize. And I will go and apologize. And so I've, uh, this person, the person that runs the party, Spanky, he's been on the show. Yeah. Um, And he's, like, literally someone I totally admire and look up to. He opens his house to a few people that he can. You know, and uh, he's done it on and off for years and he's always been really cool. Um, So you don't want to be a dick in someone's house. Right. You know, and that's not not cool. And even though he didn't say anything like I know because I watch everything that goes on and uh, like he's hosting the party and, you know, he didn't, you know, really get a lot of play and and whatever. And then I'm like, oh, I hogged the room. Maybe he didn't have a chance to get blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Whatever. I beat myself up. But what was cool was the two play scenes that I did do. Sweet. Because one of them, one of them was with the lady I've played with before. <gasps> and it was, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we've, we talk on the phone like every week and we just bullshit and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about life and stuff like that. So, so we have a pretty good friendship that we've built. So when we play, it's a lot of fun and we're very right. familiar with each other now. And, uh, and so it's sexy and grr. And, uh, you know, I'm getting to know her body and stuff like that. And so that was a lot of fun. But, of course, I was there and I started going to kind of predator mode. And I did my magical trick with another lady that I'd never met. And I did that magical trick that I try to tell men about in tops and, and dominance. I did the magical trick to get her to play. I talked to her. <gasps> What is this magic you speak of? <laughs> it's a crazy trick that if you want to be a top and you want to be a dominant and a predator, the the prey wants you to approach them. Yes. So I do that. And sometimes you can do it with like a little joke. Like I did. That's what I did with her. Like we had been making kind of eye contact and I'm like, hey, you know, that little, little finger, you know, snappy things, you know, mm. shit. And then I just, I like, I'm going to just throw a joke out. And I started juggling in front of her, (laughs) but I had no balls. I just started pretending to juggle. And she just looks at me because she was like, you know, 10 feet away on a couch. And she looks at me and I go juggling. And she's all, oh my God, that's amazing. You're (laughs) juggling without anything. And I'm like, I can teach you how. And she looks at me and she goes, I would like to learn that. And I go, good. I'll talk to you later. Done. (laughs) The door is open. You now know you're going to have a conversation with somebody. Simple, innocent. Where it goes, you don't know. Right. But do something. Yeah. You know, initiate a conversation. And then if they play along, then you at least know they'll talk to you. Right. So I get her. Uh, eventually I'm playing with the one and everyone's friendly and, and you know, they're, I think they know each other or whatever. And the one girl with the new girl, the juggle girl was peeking in and I'm like, well, come in. We were in aftercare. Right. And, uh, and I go, are you ready to learn how to juggle? And she's like, yes, I am. And so I sat with both of them and I taught two adult women how to juggle imaginary objects. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. We were That's laughing awful. 
we got <laughs> knives. We started juggling because you know there's no not as much a risk, and right. you know they I cut off imaginary fingers, and we had a good laugh, and that was the segue into okay. The other one's like, I'm going to leave so you guys can have a better talk. Oh. And uh, and so I talked to this one, and she had some health issues that we talked about. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I need to know? And so I found out that. And uh, what became interesting about this is I had never done, like I thought about it. I've done some of it. I understand it. I've studied it. I would love to do it. I had never done a tickle torture scene. Oh. I just, it's very difficult to Mm. find people that are in that, in the positive way. Yes. Yes. Most people want to kill you. (laughs) Me included. (laughs) If you tickle them. I'm one of them. Yes. But when you find that person, and it's true, because we've talked about that too, to where if you tickle someone non-consensually, laughter to that sensation, to that tickle response, that is not necessarily means they're happy or having fun. La- yeah. That is Laughter is a response to tickling, to that sensation. Yeah. Because it's very jumpy and people laugh. It doesn't mean they're enjoying themselves or that they want you to continue doing that. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. And obviously a lot of people abuse kids um, because they're like, you're laughing. And then they fucking get climb on top of a kid and tickle it till it pees itself. And then they think it's fine. The kid's crying and laughing and uh, it's an abuse. Yeah. It's, you know, unless somebody is into that sensation because there are certain people that are into, I mean, you would understand this. Do you like jumpy play? What do you mean by jumpy play? Like when someone scares you, like smacks the paddle on the table, like it's coming, you know, that tension, that anticipation. Well, I mean, I I tolerate it because there's times like Doc or Donis will like, I could just, like Don, like even Doc, when he switches toys sometimes, like he'll take a, you know, he'll kind of like pause for a minute and I could feel him walking behind me and stuff. And then, like, he'll hit me with something and go, surprise! And I'm like, oh, just like, yeah, I'm not into that jumpy play, but it's just like, because it's coming from Doc or Donis, I, I tolerate it. But, yeah, if it was somebody okay. that was doing it over and over again, no, I, I hate I would hate it. Okay, that's, see, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Because there are all levels of that. I mean, some people love the anticipation mm-hmm. because that's like a thrill. And then when you get like, have you ever done Violet Wand? If you don't like jumpy play, you probably wouldn't like Violet Wand. No, Violet Wand right now is on my um, soft limit list where it's just like, I'd like to try it one day, but somebody's skilled because my asshole ex-husband, when he got a Violet Wand, he goes, look, I got a Violet Wand and just like zapped me. And I'm like, fucker, Jesus, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a very tickly, jumpy type mm. of sensation as well. And, of course, if you crank it up, it can hurt. Right. But it what what is good about it, the people that like that anticipation is there's a tension that happens in you. Obviously, it's that fight or flight response mm-hmm. where you just seize up and you're like, ah, oh, shit. And then when it happens... There's all this stuff that releases because you let go and you're like, okay, there, the pain. And now you're in the net. And so your brain releases a lot of stuff. Right. And when you go back and forth with that, like in play with Violet Wand or things like that, eventually your brain just kind of gives up. (laughs) 
and says, fucking eat me. All right, just fucking fine. You know, I, the tiger, fucking eat me. Um, and then it just keeps releasing that that dopamine to relax you right. to prepare to be eaten, I guess, in the wild or nature mm-hmm. or something. But And people get really high. So people that are into tickle torture, for some of them, it's very much like that. Okay. It's that, no, 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 no. Ah! You know, and then it just you keep building and pulling away like the majority of what we did once it got into it, because it started spanky. But she said, oh, I'm really ticklish. And I go, do you like being tickled? Because you got to ask. And uh, and she's like, yeah, I kind of do. And I go, "Okay." And so we start playing regular play with spanky and stuff like that. Mm. But then I tickled her. And her re- dude, she jumped off the bed. She put her hand up, and I literally just with a finger took her arm and spun it behind her back. And she then, here's how much she was willing to fight. One finger grabbed her hand, put it behind her back. The other one followed in a submissive fucking go ahead and torture me position. No, please. And I'm like, please. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is obviously (laughs) something she likes. Like no effort, like no effort, like literally just one finger. So, um, yeah, it became this whole like battle of tickling and jumping and fighting. And sometimes she fought. I mean, this is a full-grown woman. Right. Um, she has strength. And uh, and there are physical reactions. And I learned this. Fortunately, I learned this in massage school. Mm-hmm. Always be ready for the kick. <laughs> Always. Because when you're massaging someone and you find that injury trigger point, mm-hmm. that dude, that foot is coming for you. <laughs> It's coming for your nuts. It's coming for your face. It's the blade of the foot. Like people who have never trained in martial arts a day in their life Mm -hmm. become a fucking ninja when you fucking poke the wrong pain spot. (laughs) Like literally, yeah, fucking to kill. And so you learn how to, you look where the leg is going. So if they kick, you can, that's not in my path. Right, right. So I did pretty good for most of it. But there was one moment. Oh, no. Where I did not <laughs> do well. I got her feet. Like, we're on a bed, and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, and she's jumping and flailing and screaming. And I get her feet in, like, a headlock, both her feet. And I have her around her ankles, and I'm leaning back, but I'm sitting on the side of the bed, like side saddle. Mm-hmm. Now, then most of what I was doing in the tickle torture, like she was doing most of it to herself, like most of that tickle torture play was the anticipation of me going, it's coming. I'm going to fucking <laughs> fuck your feet up. It's, and she's like, no, 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 no. She's just literally flailing all over. And I'd go, gah, and she'd go, ah, and I'm not even touching her. But then, of course, there's the moment where, okay, you can't cry wolf that many times. You got to fucking follow through. Here comes the fucking foot tickle. Two feet, headlock. I'm on the side of the bed. What I forgot, Path Girl, was that when you have someone's feet and they're lying face down, they have a lot of quadricep thigh strength Mm -hmm. to push back on you. 
Now I have it. I'm not going to get kicked. But I'm going to get a whole woman full of fucking thrust <laughs> when I grab her fucking feet and go, yeah! And you know what? I wasn't wrong about that. But what I thought <laughs> is that I forgot to put one foot back to brace for the kick. So I'm just a fat. Remember Weebles from when we were a kid? Yes, I love Weebles. Wobble and it was, but they don't fall down. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, well, this Weeble fucking ate shit. Complete oh, no. fat fucking lower oh, no. center of gravity ass on the bed. I fucking went, here it comes. And I went, Wah! and I fucking grabbed her feet and she screamed high pitch and extended her body flat at a thousand miles an hour with every pound PSI of leg pressure. And literally it was slow motion. I instantly knew I forgot to brace my foot. She, I do not have the leverage to stop this. I am now going backwards and off the bed. And I literally, literally on my ass, just fucking, I just went, "Ah," and I go, here I go. (laughs) All the way, put my hand down to stop myself on the floor. And I am now laying on the floor and she looks back like, huh? And I go, I hope you learned your lesson. (laughs) (laughs) And she, the brat in her path, girl, Mm -hmm. it was like the proudest moment of her brat life. (laughs) She had completely kicked a 270 pound man off the bed and onto the floor just by virtue of her tickle expulsion of energy. And so I became just a whole bunch of shit talking and I got her back in and, and, uh, you know, retickled, but that was her big moment for the night that she literally launched a fat guy off the bed, uh, in a tickle torture wrestling scene. Oh gosh. But, uh, it was a lot of fun and I wanted to talk about it because it is a fun type of play mm-hmm. and there's so much to it that you have to know about. You really have to gauge the person. You really have to know the person because so many people are like, maybe they'll take a little bit of anticipation or whatever. But when you get to a certain level of tickling, if they're not into it, they're not enjoying it. Right. And, uh, and we'll talk about that in the next segment too, but it was a lot of fun. And, uh, bitch fucking kicked my ass onto the floor. (laughs) There was nothing cool. There was no cool I could do. Well, like I had to. Fun, I, huh? I'm glad you got to have fun though. Especially yeah, it was fun, fun though. <laughs> it was fun though. But I was a room cog and apparently very loud because people put that in the comments. Well, I got really loud at that party, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was me. That was me in my torture." Fit life is the place. Talk about genital torture in subspace. We share our kinky thrills with perverts from around the world. Yeah, perverted podcast talking about fit life, motherfucker. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about on the show has specifically granted us permission to do so. Even so- though they will likely regret it. Yes. Soon after. <laughs> And sit there and go, 
what? I said, yes, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this guy. It's coming. <laughs> All okay. right, let's dig into this. It's a fun post. Yes, yes. It's a long post, but it's it's a wonderful post. Uh, this is by, I, I like the name, Soul Intimacy. So She's hot. Oh, yeah. She, Super hot. Aussie I, hot. I, I, I seem to, like, the, all the posts we do, Spanish Red and, and, and uh, some of the other ones, that, you know, we seem to get a lot of hot girls to give us permission. So it's like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so her post. You're not going to want me much. <laughs> One, we can dream. <laughs> we, we can we can phone with the mouth. <laughs> so her post is called "You Say You Want BDSM Play, Deep Intimacy, and Amazing Sex, But Are You Willing to?" Dot dot dot. You say you want amazing sex, but are you willing to spend the time reading books, listening to podcasts, joining programs, and watching videos to learn more? You say you want more sex and you wish your woman initiated it more, but are you willing to go home an hour early to do the work so she can feel relaxed and good in her body? You say you want kinky sex, but are you willing to slow down to a phase that's almost uncomfortable during vanilla sex to activate her parasympathetic nervous system to allow her heart and her soul to feel safe? You say you want her pussy to open up and drip with desire for you. But are you willing to spend the time teasing her whole body and exploring her pussy like it was the first time every time? You say you want to play with her naughty side, her bad girl side, the slut in her. But are you willing at other times to put your own needs to the side to hold her when it's that time she really needs it? It's easy to say, I want this or I want my partner X to do this. But often we don't see how much time or energy, love and effort goes into creating those connections and those experiences. Is it worth it? I think so. What do you think? Is it worth making intimacy, sex, play, and pleasure pleasure a priority? As always, this isn't going to resonate with everyone as everyone's a little different, and I want different things, and that's fucking beautiful. Here, here. Wow. Fantastic. Yes. Amazing yes. job editing this completely away from all the stuff I'm going to bitch about. And making it Woo-hoo! a perfect point that I agree with. Very funny. Perfect. Do I get a gold huh? star? Please, you get a please. gold. You get a gold, get star, a gold star, please. But when I Yay! when I rant and okay. be a dick, it's that you're gonna have to go read this post because it was a long post and you surely edited in yes. the the super high points. So um, we'll have this posted on our uh, Fet Life group uh, so you can read yes. the whole article because it is a great read. And uh, I'll let you go first because I, th- what you read, I'm on board with 100. Mm-hmm. percent So go ahead and start first. Yeah, I, it really is a long post, and, and she goes into a lot of different points, basically on what an intimate relationship is, and, and uh, mostly from the female side, obviously because she's female. But it's just basically, are you willing to invest the time outside of a bedroom to do all the little things? That is going to help activate your partner sexually, intimacy-wise, romantic-wise, to get what you want. Are you going to sit there and bitch about stuff that you want? Or are you actually going to do something about it? And and this is something I struggled with with my ex-husband where it's just basically like, I don't want to do stuff if you think I'm just, you know, I'm not going to come home and you go, hey, you want to have sex? It's like, uh, 
no could you give me a warm-up please you know it's like could, could you like maybe give me a back rub or could we like not talk about children or can you just set set a mood for something but it's just this is so important to me and it, oh, so many points of hers hit home where it's just basically like I want someone to do the work just like she does and you know I'm very blessed that Donna's does that work and it's just it's a lot of people just expect this perfect relationship and they don't get it because they, they don't want to do the work or they start doing the work and they fall to the side and stop and then it becomes boring. That, I mean, that's a good point that you make because that's that NRE stuff that we talk about, the new relationship yes. energy. Because when it's like new, it's easy to jump into the hot fantasy role play and sexual, but then it starts to fade because you have a person. You know, if it's a relationship, right. if it's a play scene or a lover or whatever, uh, just a play partner, then you're just getting together to have hot fucking hot sex. That's what that's the job right. of a play partner is you're not there to do all this uh, grunt work for intimacy with your partner. It's you're having a play scene. But when you have a partner and this is now somebody that you are with or you're living with or you have a long term relationship with then you have to deal with this human being in order to my bass player's fucking chick. This is 30 years ago. She said something cracked me up. She said, man wants pussy at night. He better start working in the morning. And yes. I yes, thought yes, it was yes, hilarious. Yes, yes. And in a lot of cases, but in a true? lot of cases, very true because so much of a woman's sexuality is tied into her feeling safe, her feeling cared for, her feeling validated. So it it's very important to understand if you don't create that environment, then it's going to be very hard. There's trust and connection, the safe environment. You know, they, everyone has flaws and insecurities that they have to work through. And the poster talks some about that in some of the other sections, you know, that you need to be willing to put in that time to understand, to get, to the sexy part, you have to have a human that's in a good headspace. Yeah, and I'm going to flip it around. I mean, I've always been very guy brain to begin with, but even I've known guys that are in very high-pressure jobs, sure. very high-pressure situations, and it's just they've told their partners or their wives, like, look, when I come home, I need 20 minutes of decompression. Right. No kids, don't talk to me. Just basically like acknowledge me like, hey, how you doing? And they go in the bedroom or they go over, they go and, you know, play videos, whatever it is. I need 20 minutes to decompress. And like you said, become human again. Because if one of the things, biggest pet peeves I have is when somebody like as soon as I walk through the door, hey, I need blah, 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 and I'm like, no, Jesus. I yeah, literally yeah, yeah. just walk through the door. Give me a minute to put my stuff down, change clothes, and hi, now I'm human. How can I help you? Sure. <laughs> no, I think that's good, and that's something I was going to get to uh, a little bit later when I start having my fun. Um, I'll call it fun because it's fun for me. Oh God! But it it is true that the, that that this goes both ways. That both yes. people need to be worked. It's not just one or the other. And that, I guess, kind of leads to where you left out a lot of stuff. But before we get into uh, my kind of little funny ranty thing, she also had mentioned one of the points she mentioned. Are you willing to understand that during a woman's menstrual cycle that basically she's going to be a different play partner? That that is yeah. going to be yeah. something. And that is almost... 
there are very few women. I, I'm kind of a whore, and I've been with a lot of partners. I'm kind of no. a whore, so I literally have my own investigative data, scientific research core group that I'm dealing with, which actually falls into the spectrum of something that you would consider val- valid uh, research evidence. And okay. I can say from my point of view, from from level of research, most women have some physiological effect of their play when they go through their menstrual cycle. Some of them are very light and it's just they get sensitive in certain skins, uh, certain places in their skin that, you know, certain sorenesses that happen a lot of times in the lower back. Um, but also that can be all the way up to don't touch me with anything. You put you yeah. put feathers yeah. on me. You put you. This is this is all sensual play for the next seven days. Mm. No impact whatsoever. And then the mental side, right. and this is less, um, this is less common than most. Some women, the hormonal does affect them emotionally. Uh, most oh. of them a little bit. Maybe they get a little bit more sensitive, a little grumpy. Um, uh, maybe a little, you know, a little weepy sometimes, um, but some can be very extreme. And it's like there's no play. I need to be held, and you need to walk through these feelings with me, because even though they're chemically induced um, by my hormones, um, I need someone to take care of me. And that's that's there's no play that's going to happen there. So um, we've talked about that on the show before uh, a lot, but it's really important to mention because a lot of guys really forget that. Like you, you make a joke out of it. Like, ah, she's on the rag, but no, there's, there's a whole thing that's really happening. And, uh, and it needs you, everyone's different. So some it's going to affect them just a little bit and you adjust and some it's going to affect a lot and you need to work on that. And I just thought that would, was important to say that being said, I agree in this post, this long, lengthy post by this poster about all of the things that that we've just talked about. But I will say, she had a very specific, long and lengthy and detailed many things that men should be willing to do. I'm assuming for her that I had to fucking laugh, bro. Like it got really, yeah, it got yeah. really fucking specific. And I know as a writer that she was, and first off, I'm mostly joking about this. Uh, and there's a point at the end and she kind of made it at the end of her post and she's hot. And I know that sometimes pissing off hot women hurts my heart, but you know, here goes. <laughs> I understand she was exaggerating to make a specific point that there's more to good working relationships than my personal pig sexual man needs. I get that. But she started going off on this list and it's like, you know, I got a shallow dick. It kind of cracked me up. She's like talking like, <laughs> I got to pay for this bitch's massage. I got to send her on retreats and pay for her yoga classes and dance classes, meditate just so she can be clear enough for me to put my dick in. I'm supposed to meditate. 
and make sure that my breathing's right so I can regulate my central nervous system, better connect with her. I got to scrub her in the bath and light candles and throw down rose, but like all this shit she's fucking seen to do. And I'm like, bro, I I just want a chick that likes to fuck. It's a lot of high maintenance, kind of hippie princessy shit she's got written there. And yeah, well, all right. So so I'm just saying that's a lot of hoops for some men to jump through. And if you're into that type of romantic, holistic stuff, that's great. But if you're not, then you need to admit this type of woman is not for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, and, and I can understand reading this post as both a woman and, like I said, I'm very male-brained. I've always had male friends and stuff. And there's a lot of things I look at women going, you're acting like a fucking bitch right now. But I can see this almost as like a pot boiling over where it's like, oh, yeah, you want this? Well, how about this? And it's just like just listing off a list of like sure. this and this. What about this? And, and just like I can understand that feeling. Absolutely. And it's – and and it's I can understand that feeling, but I I really don't think it's a laundry list of I need A B C D E F. You know what I mean? It's I know just, it just I came off super fucking like yeah. like I'm like what about me? Who's gonna what what yeah. about me? And you mentioned it. You mentioned it because right. she didn't. You mentioned the man. What about his shitty day? What about his stress? What about right. what right. are you gonna do for me? What are you gonna do to put me right. in a headspace of sex? Because this, the list, and once again, I understand she was exaggerating to make a point, but it just, I kind of, I got to admit, I start cracking up. I'm like, what about me? <laughs> what? Yeah. And, and yeah. it's okay. Everyone is entitled to their needs, their wants, and their limits. End of, end of story there. But not everyone has the same needs, wants, or limits, or the desire what? to follow everyone's list of shit that they need to get ready for sex, including me. So if you want a low maintenance man or woman that's horny for hot sex most of the time, they do exist. I've been in many relationships with many of them. Sometimes I'm the one that has to bust my ass to sexually keep up with them. And I'm a pretty horny fucking guy. But everyone is different, so there's no shame in saying it doesn't make her any less amazing or valuable as a woman to the person that's into all of the holistic meditation things, princessy, whatever. You have to understand that not everyone is like that, but the idea of the balance that she's talking about is why I love this post. I think it's an incredible post. But you don't have to jump through any hoops you don't want to you just have to understand that to get what you want you're going to get rejected sometimes on the way to finding the person who likes what you like when you like it but if you have someone that doesn't have all that super high horny 24 hours a day sex drive as the woman you have to really prepare them for that and be something yourself You have to be able to be like, what am I worth? Am I turning this person on? And that's what the post, the parts of the post that I really fucking love. Yeah, I I mean, if you boil it down to 
like one sentence like if you want something do the work and that's on both sides of the relationship and i've known women through my life where my boyfriend needs to be this and he needs to drive this car and and it's just like the laundry list of like if he doesn't check all the boxes fuck that and and then again those are the women i look at them like you're gonna be alone for the rest of your fucking life and it's just are there things that my guy partners do that maybe annoy me or are there things I wish they would do more often? And I'll kind of go, Hey, this is kind of important to me. So could you please remember? And I'll discuss it, but there are certain things that they'll work on. There are certain things that it's just in the gist of their day, they can't remember everything. And I have just let it go. Right. But as long as someone is consistently doing the work with me and, and on the flip side of that, what like you said before what am i doing as the woman to basically like i'm i'm very conscious of like when i go out with donis i you know most of the time he's like oh you dressed up i'm like because i'm on your arm i'm representing our relationship i want to look nice i go to a king party i look nice and it's just he's i want him to be proud of me and i want people i want him to have people look at us and kind of go oh she's kind of cute i see what he sees in her and it's just like and then again, all the stuff I do as a submissive, cooking dinner, you know, taking care of stuff, all of the things that the little things that I do, I'm putting the work in so that way later I'll get something back out of it. I got an amazing weekend last weekend because I did the stuff where I cooked dinner and cleaned it and did all the stuff that we normally do. And it's just, I get stuff back out of it, but I'm putting in the work first. If I were to expect him all the time, to be doing all that work that's freaking selfish i agree it's a two-way street and i will say and i know this is a whole nother topic and i'm talking to the to the men skis here talking to the men skis that there is an entire gold digging whore high demand blah 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 and and it sounds there's a knee-jerk reaction that it's bullshit but i also want to add in for the benefit of some of the women that have gotten to that point that there's a reason for it that after you receive nothing from a man and he puts in no effort on you and he doesn't care about your feelings he doesn't validate you he's not concerned about you as a human being he treats you like a thing that is how you create gold digging whores because they say he doesn't give me anything i need i'm at least going to get a fucking piece of jewelry out of him he doesn't create he doesn't do anything that makes me happy or cares about me as a personal he treats me as a transaction so i'm going to treat him as a transaction so gold dig the the mentality of a woman saying i want a man to pay for this and do this and buy me this and that is a direct response of the negative programming that a lot of men have dumped into women. It's a it's True. because I have found as a fat janitor with partial erectile dysfunction, uh, the list of fucking shit about me that is not hot, attractive, or even stable. I have had amazing women in my life that never asked me for a penny. Because I worked hard to validate them as human beings. And if you do that work, and it doesn't mean you shouldn't be stable and have a job and be able to pay for your things. And you can't have a relationship and buy a house together if you guys aren't both working and blah, 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 blah. I'm not talking about that. 
But when it becomes so transactional that people are like, you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to do this. You need to look at yourself and say, what am I offering this person of any value that all of a sudden now they have this giant fucking laundry list of shit that I got to jump through. And in that sense, I completely agree with the, the giant list of demands because it's a direct sign that the guy's not giving anything. But if you are giving stuff and they still have the laundry list, I'm fucking out. Fuck that shit. Yeah. And, and something that, that kind of, I didn't think about previously, but I thought about it when you started talking about that. If all that work is one-sided yeah, and that person you're putting the work into isn't responding, that creates a lot of resentment. Yeah. That creates a lot of animosity. And it may even lead to thoughts of, you know what? Fuck this. I'm putting on all this work. I ain't getting anything out of it. I'm going to find somebody else to put the work into. And that's you start leading into, you know, cheating and, 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 and thoughts about cheating and things like that. And if, you know, if a lot of people that I've known who've cheated in the partner or broke up with their partners, you know, will basically say like, well, I did all this and I got no response. Yeah. And that's how it should be. So yeah. Why would you be in a relationship where you're just, you're giving and nobody's returning? That's right. stupid. It may not have right. to all be rose petals and fucking yoga mats and shit. No, but, but at the same time, like I've, I've told Donis and I've told pretty much any guy that I've dated that if there's something specific you need, even if it's something a little stupid, like one of my previous doms, I used to bring him coffee in bed. He could make the coffee himself. He knows where the coffee cup is. But just the act of me bringing in the cup of coffee was an act of service. And that meant so much to him that he didn't have to get out of bed to get the coffee. Right. But if I stopped bringing him the coffee and basically said, get your own fucking coffee, he would just get you know, spiteful and resentful and just basically like, what the fuck am I doing here? Man needs coffee. Man yeah. needs his coffee. And a sandwich. Did I say, did you hear me go full man? No, I just want to call most of my, most actually even Don is like, I, you know, one of the first things when we get up in the morning is I, I make him coffee and it's just, it's coffee's my love language. That is very nice. It, it's, and it's, it's very nice and stuff. it goes both yeah. ways. I used to make the girls pancakes and I would wait for, they would come in, weep, you know, rubbing their eyes and just to see mm-hmm. daddy made pancakes and sometimes bacon and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once bacon came into the mix, it, it became evil. And, uh, You've never seen, like, cute women, like, turn into carnivorous fucking psychopaths until they smell bacon. And then they just come in. "Ah, Where is it? It's not done. It's burning hot. (laughs) Mew was such a bacon freak that she couldn't even wait. And I'm like, I would have to hold it away from her and go, sit down. Give it to me now. Give me the fucking bacon. It's Bernie. You will burn your face. Fucking bacon. But yeah, do nice things and work together with your partners. It's a great post. Yes. Thank you, Soul Intimacy, again, definitely for giving us permission. And uh, once again, I will do a shameless plug that if you ever see a post on FetLife that you think would be a great topic for us, don't forget to tag us. I just put it at Perverted Podcast, and that brings it to our attention, and we can go ahead and uh, talk to the poster about getting permission to talk about things on the show.
And that is the end of show 380. Thank you for joining us. If you have questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on TikTok or Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. And on FetLife, there is both a group and a page. You can support us for free by hitting the like or subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help boost us in the podcast uh, metrics and let other kinksters like you find us and learn some stuff. And if you'd like to do a little bit more to help us out, please go to patreon.com slash perverted podcast and sign up for our five bucks. If you give a fuck level to get the show a few days early to get our behind the scenes stuff and all of our half a pee pee episodes, we just had one come up a couple of days ago and they've been going absolutely wonderful as, and as always love and smushy kisses to all of our patrons around the world we, your support means the world to us you guys are awesome it's a lot of fun doing a show for you and thank you so much to the people that do give us permission uh to read their posts i know sometimes i make a lot of jokes or whatever but i really do appreciate it, it takes a lot of risk to let a couple idiots fucking chew up your shit and uh interpret or sometimes misinterpret your points of view that you had intention for uh, about your post and here is another song of magic that i write just to annoy you and get groupie one day path girl one day some girl's gonna actually be in los angeles and go you put in the effort musically i'm gonna fuck you it's gonna happen it probably won't happen after this song though Poison arrows flying over me My shield is broken and I'm on my knees It's only time till I'm in your sight Invite me in with you to spend the night Whoa, I tried, I lied, I cried Ignore the scars you made so deep inside But like a demon you could smell the blood With just a kiss you knew I'd fall in love I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid This happens every fucking time, I should get used to it I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid again
So you can't be wise I hit my head There were so many signs It's like a razor In an ice cream cone You taste the sugar Then you die alone Whoa, I tried I lied, I cried I tried to stop a train With a wall of pride If you play with crazy creatures You get torn to bits But it's sad to suffer Just because you miss a kiss I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid This happens every time I should get fucking used to it I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid, oh